before we start this podcast now, on a positive note, how good was that pie that we had last night, Joe? Fucked. Jules, this pie was genuinely one of the best pies I've ever had. One burning knife for one twenty at the footy. Jules, Jules, Joe, can you describe it? The pastry was homemade. Homemade pastry. The cow was slaughtered at oh, I can't. we might have vegans that, that listen. I'm gonna fuck. Anyway, we're just saying how it's pastry. Made. Pastry. Was... <laughs> <laughs> we might have vegans that listen, but <laughs> oh, this thing's gonna turn to shit real quick. What I want to say is the pie. Cow was slaughtered fresh. Yeah. So fucking fresh. So you know meat. the meat's proper. Had, mus- had mushroom, had onion, cornstarch. So it was like a gravy sauce in the end. Pastry was homemade. He genuinely <laughs> big tray like this. Tomato sauce, Heinz. No, we didn't have. It. No, it's, but you didn't need it. But you didn't need it. You actually didn't need it. It was moist as big tray like this. Do you know how much his tray weighed? Genuinely would have weighed about three kilos. I had half of the tray bloke. That's how deep this pie was. Even Tanya was shocked at how much I actually consumed. Mum goes out like being polite. Do you want some more? And Dan goes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome everyone to episode 14 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast. I'm Joe, as usual, joined by Dan and Jules. How are you, lads? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Nah, not bad. Episode 14, Liam Jones episode today. Yeah. Yeah. He's been good this year. He's played two good rounds, I reckon. Yeah, a couple good games. He's been alright. Yeah. I didn't want to do this one today, boys. You don't want to do this one today, do you? No. This could be an episode where it... Could go either way. We're going to try to keep this episode a bit more positive. This somehow. is what we're saying. I think, I think we will, to be honest. We can. This is what we were saying before the show. We could easily be negative, very negative, <laughs> or we can try and find positives. We're going to try and get a balance. I think there there are negatives from the Port Adelaide game that we genuinely need to nail. And we need to address them. Needs to be addressed. But with that said, let's try and keep it positive. I think all our negative energy went out prior to us starting this. To be, to be fair, we've spoken about the game for, 45 for about minutes. 45 minutes pre, pre-episode. And nothing went under a yell. Yeah, yeah, everyone was yelling at each other. But what did we do at the end? Hugs. We hugged hug, each other. Hug, hug. We got it all out, got it off our chest, so that for the listeners, we can be nice and calm, we can be measured, and we can actually give them some content that they want to listen to. Because if you had to listen to the, the ramble before this... It's like listening to three people in a mental boys, asylum. Boys, yeah. boys, My mum actually said, because she would hear, my sisters actually came in, and what'd she say? She's like, I don't think there's going to be any listeners this week. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to listen to listen Or to they'd have to have the volume on about five. Yeah. That's, that's 100%. We, we want to be measured today. We, we, want to, we want to try and, you know, bring some, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Some good light. Yeah. We'll shine some light on something very dark. Just some balance. Some balance to a pretty terrible night, to be fair. So we're going to get into it. Firstly, thank you to everyone again for listening. Um, we had mass. We got over 350 followers, boys, on on the Instagram. Yep. Big shout out to Tez, to Terry Dagani, Blue Abroad. Um, you know, he helped us out. St- we he went is, up like he's giving us a massive shout 80, out. 90, 80, 90 followers. Yeah, he's given us a massive shout out. He's helped us grow. Um, you know, we, we owe that to Tez. We owe this to Tez because he's given us the platform to be able to do it. Um, but we owe it to everyone else for following, for listening. Our listener, our listener base is just climbing, boys. We're at 500 listeners a week consistently, which is, I just want to say thank you to everyone listening. Yeah, yeah I really do. You can follow our socials at Almost Blues Brothers on Instagram. You can also follow our personal accounts, which are all in our bio on the Almost Blues Brothers page. We're going to preview the show here, as usual, around the grounds. It's been a, it's been a pretty stock standard round, to be fair. Yeah, dog, um, dogs did did what they had to do. Yeah, it's been very stock standard. We're, we're, upset, we're obviously think. recording this on a Sunday, so we haven't seen all the games yet. The Sunday games. Well, Adelaide are up by four against Frio, that's, that's and the game. Melbourne Hawthorne game literally just pretty just much started. started. So we're going to preview all the Saturday and Friday, Thursday games um, in the around the grounds. Then we'll go into our review, obviously, against Port Adelaide. Tough loss, but like we said, we're going to try and find some positives. And there are there's a few positives there. There are. Um, and then we're going to get into a preview against Brisbane, which is big next week. We're two I or think, three. Boys, this week, I think we need to talk about what we need to do next week rather yeah. than what, what well, happened. I think the next month, it defines our season, I feel. You know, we've got the likes of Brisbane, um, Bulldogs, I think, yeah. Melbourne and Essendon. 
Yeah, I think that's our next four weeks, and that's our, that's our next month. So what was shattering, really boys? Tiny. Just again, I'm trying to be positive, but what was shattering was that if you look, we we're there, mm-hmm. we went, and if you looked at every Carlton supporter before the game, how optimistic were we all? We're optimistic about this game. Yeah. Well, look, we'll get into it when we review. I know you want. I know you really want to get into it, Dan, because you got a lot to say. But let's let's just let's get through the let's let's get through uh, around the grounds. Let's get let's through go. the around the grounds, and and yeah, we'll go through the review. We're going to preview Brisbane next week, which, like you said, Jules, massive, genuinely massive. We're two and three now. Um, if we can come out of that three and three, we've beaten a, a decent side, and we've beaten someone that's actually in our group as well, because Brisbane's not travelling too well. Mm. Um, and that'll be it. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. Thursday night, Richmond spanked St. Kilda. Yeah. Spanked them. Yeah. St. Kilda did well the week prior against West Coast, but yeah. Richmond brought them back. First, first quarter, they were in and around it, they were amongst it. Um, but then after that, they, yeah, like you said there, Joe, they blew them out of the water. I think from what I've seen from St. Kilda, they're not on a top four side. Yeah. They are on a top four I side. I think they're on the pruner, depending on if they can get a few of their players back. I know they had, I think it was only a week or two ago, they had up to like 10 players potentially from their, from their 22. Um, out so I think if they can slowly get them back they might make a little run little run late run for it um, but yeah I don't see them nowhere near top four standard I had them top four um, pre-season yeah, yeah, yeah I, so did. I, I, did. Yeah. I think we all did um, I, 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 Richmond they're top four for me Easily. I don't know anyone I think top top four um, and potentially making it obviously the grand final I know it's only five rounds but you can see the teams that are starting to assert themselves Port Dogs Richmond Mm-hmm. Yeah, West Coast. To make, West Coast they're starting to make statements yeah. now saying you know what we're, we're the head of the competition beat us yeah mm-hmm. oh, you can't ride off Richmond speaking of West Coast though Friday night beat the Pies by 27 that was pretty stock I thought that was always going to happen to be fair though Collingwood put up a little bit of a fight early on after half time it just sort of got got blown out yeah. of the park um, West Coast flat track bullies man they love playing at home they do they lost to the Saints the week prior at Marvel like they lost it, to the dogs at Marvel. Conceded eight straight. Oh, lost yeah, to the dogs. Did. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they go home and they, they do what they need to do. But even like you said, like the likes of Geelong and GMHBA, there's the fact that they do play on their home deck. They know the ground. They obviously train on it. Um, it gives it them... It gives them an advantage. Ga- almost guaranteed wins. Yeah. I'll tell you almost. an absolute star for them. It'd be about 70-30. Yep. In and terms abs- of... Probably more. Yeah. 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 An absolute star for them, Oscar Allen. Oh. Jeez, he's yeah, good. Yeah, he's good. How was that mark? He's unbelievable. I mean, five goals he took, or potentially mark of the year. Jack yeah. Darling kicked five as well. But Dom Sheed. How's Dom Sheed against the Pies? Clutch. Yeah, it's... I actually love it. I actually love it. He's clutch. But do you know the thing is, yeah? Look at their stats. Their top six players in possession. Yeah, they dominate. Gaff, 38. Redden, 37. Duggan, 36. Witherden, 30. Sheed, 28. Kelly, 28. Yeah. He's a handy pickup with them for them. Really good. From Brisbane. Very handy. Really good. Yeah. And got him for nothing. I know. Yeah, he's a Hearn replacement. He'll be the Hearn replacement. Yeah, he, is. he did it. I, I really, really him, like him as a player. I think well, he's fantastic. Long term, they've shored up that position once Hearn decides to, to call quits. Um, you said before, Dan, dogs just got it done against the Suns. The Suns kicked 139 to half time. It was Bonds 150th, I think, and he kicked three goals and had like, what, 30 plus? Was it 30 plus, boys? Jules? Uh, 33. 33. 33. There you go. Go. And three yeah. goals. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Three and again, have a look at their midfield get to work. you got Dunkley, 38. McRae, 35. Hey, the, dogs, the dogs are taking yeah. blood. Yeah. 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 They're Trelaw, well mounted. They're well machine. Multiple goals again. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know the how... The thing is, even I don't, know be, I don't know how you're going to beat them. Trelaw's like... He's an, he's an A grader, I would say, arguably. And the fact that Colin would have paying... What is it, Joe? Half his half, half his half his salary, yep. so it might be what three fifty. Oh, the dogs are laughing. They're out there, they're laughing. Why did not? Why no one else went for him? It's still, I don't understand. It's I like as if they it. just walked. He basically just walked there. I don't essentially. get it. He's yeah, twenty eight. There's no competition. Twenty eight no, years old. Twenty eight years old. Few injury concerns, but obviously the dogs have nailed him because he looks he looks good. Twenty eight years old. Prime of his career as a midfielder, and you're getting him for like what. Three fifty a year, four hundred. You have him off your books, mm-hmm. and the pies are paying the rest. Like yeah, and potentially later in the course of his career, he's going to be on less anyway. Less, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it was it's it's more than a handy pickup. Is it's, there still that rule where they're where they're thirty plus and I think um, there percentage, is percentage of their salary. We were speaking about that last. We were night. about this last night. I think there is. I think there is. Um, Sydney JWS, what a game, man! 
Was it game. was it last kick of the game they won? Oh, virtual. close virtual. Yeah, 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 virtual, yeah. Josh yeah. Kelly clutch. I didn't see it coming though, boys. Nah, Sydney were on top of them. Yeah, I didn't. And I Sydney didn't was, see it looked coming. like they were but on top of them. GWS had seventeen behinds. Yeah, inaccurate kicking. So they probably could have seventeen behinds, yeah, boys. Could have been closer a little bit earlier, but man, what a game! If you want game of the round, that's it. Yeah, in the derby, twentieth derby as well. Uh, between Sydney and the Giants, Battle of the Bridge, as they call it, or whatever it's called. I don't yeah, know. Battle of the Bridge. Is that it? Buddy Franklin. It was only a matter of time, man. Five goals. Kick five. Yeah. I feel like it's just the way the game's played too now. He's going to love yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to love but it. But again... open. Hey, it was always going to take him a few games to get his fitness back, yeah. but even in those few games, you're still kicking three. Yeah, I know. It's right. Wait till we're middle of the season if you can string together 10 games yeah. straight. He'll, he kick tw- he'll kick bags of 12. But it's like yeah. what Jules said before as well. Look at their major ball winners. Uh, top six, all GWS. Yeah. Taranto, Hopper, Ward, Kelly, Green. They just had Jake Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think with the likes of Canelio going down and DeBoer, you know, Shield leaving in recent years, losing these types of players? I think Whit- is Whitfield still out as well. Whitfield's not. Yeah, playing. he's out. Yeah. yeah he's so with these the players, do you feel like it's kind of like with our Cripps argument, right? When Cripps doesn't play, the rest of our midfield stands up because they have to. But when you've got him in there. They look to him to rely on him. Do you feel like without Cornelio, since Cornelio's gone down, Whitfield hasn't been in this year? Do you feel like that Geno's midfield's actually stood up? Yeah. I think they I, always had the talent, though. Yeah. This, this is why I've always questioned why you need a star player when it's, you can have it like when you can have a, a midfield, unit, a like unit. the Bulldogs, a mm. full unit. Mm. A full unit. They got a unit of stars, though. <laughs> they do, but they look like, but, they, but, they, but they're stars because they've been doing it for so long together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like as if with... Um, Ponte Pay, he, he like plays forward, man. With Bulldogs, I, I think they complement each other. Yeah. They've got a right balance of like Libba um, and Dunkley and whatnot in terms of like inside bull. But then they've got the likes of like, you know, Ponte Pally, um, Trelaw, the, like the speed and class on the outside yeah. as well. They've got a really good balance. Mm. And obviously they're more experienced in terms of their age and the amount of games that they've played and played together as well. I think so, GWS, their, their only thing is up forward. I think they're missing something there. Yeah. With Cameron gone. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's I think that's their shortfall. I mean, they've got Harry Himmelberg, Jeremy Finlayson, Jesse Hogan has to still come back for him. So yeah. he hasn't... He hasn't I still he think played missing... Kneeful, he played in the Neeful. Apparently, he got mm. through. He looked all right. So he might be what they need. He can be... He, hey, he's he's a rising star winner. Like, he's got something there. He just needs to get his, his oh, mind and his body right. Pick, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I don't think he's a number one pick. Jesse Hogan. He was. Melbourne. Oh, or know. two. Or is this a fine? Check the stats. Let's have a look. This might be a fine. While you're checking, the only other... So we're going to check this on Jesse Hogan if he was a number one pick. I don't think he was. I feel like he wasn't and there's a fine coming. I hope Jules is right because I don't want him to get a fine. What do you want? I want want him to get a fine. Jules is leading. He's on 11. I'm on 10 and you're on 8, Dan. Yeah, okay. Let's hope Jules gets the fine. Second selection. Oh, there. Bang. Fine. I said one or two. Fine. I said one or two. Fine. No, you buckled. Right. If you want to talk about positives, I'll give you one. Essendon are just as bad as what we are, yeah. <laughs> if not worse. No, they're worse. They're worse. They're worse. They're worse. That it, 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 I mean, you know, we, we like, we like uh, sharing in the joys of watching the Essendons and the Collingwoods struggle in this group, don't we? We get a kick out of it. So yeah. it's, it's good to see so Essendon. kick out. We get it. It's good on the, it's good on I think the that's same, what keeps us going. It's good on the same Saturday night that we were disappointing that Essendon got slapped by 10 goals. But Brisbane look like they're back. They look like they're back. Yeah, particularly um, on their home deck. Lockie Neal, man. He, Only a matter of time. Yeah, like Buddy Franklin, he was always going to come out. Like you, I'm not. Thirty-eight. I'm touches. going. I'm going. I'm having a look at the stats. Yeah, Th- hold on. purely. Th- Lock in your yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing as what you're saying, Jules. Look at the Major midfield ball winners. Yeah. Midfield dominates the game. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. It's that simple. Yeah, we've I, said I can this. guarantee we've you. I, I haven't looked at it, but I'm going to the Port and Carlton one yet. But I can guarantee you, Cripps and Welsh, just looking at the stats from memory. Yeah, Cripps and Welsh will be in there. Other than that, the Port NF, anyway, we'll go into it. We'll go into it. We're yeah, going we'll go to go into Brisbane a bit more too in the preview, so we might leave we'll this leave game. It, yeah. All I wanted to say was that it was nice to see Essendon get, get slapped. So. Yeah. Um, for the around the... Um, and and uh, we've got two live games. We've got two live games at the moment. Yeah, so we've got Adelaide, 60, um, and Fremantle, 77. So Fremantle... Four minutes left in yeah, the game. Yeah, four minutes left in the so game. Like and then Melbourne and up by two. Yeah, Melbourne up by two, just the first quarter. I think there's six um, six or so minutes left in the first quarter. Yeah, so. and then we've got Geelong and North Melbourne later today, which I think... You, I mean, you, you think you Geelong know. get it done. You think Geelong should get it done easily at GMHBA. But I'll put it to you this way. Geelong haven't looked that good. Their ball movement's 
worse than ours. If I'll North, say. I reckon if North yeah. smell a little bit of blood in the water, they got to win one eventually. North, all right, and they look competitive against Adelaide last week. If there's a little bit of blood in the water for an upset today. Don't be surprised. But it could we'll, easily just as we'll be. We'll see the effect that Danger has coming back in. That's yeah, he's back. Oh, yeah, true. Danger's back for them. That's going to be. Huge. I'm still tipping Geelong. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to go against Geelong. Over 25. Oh, I'd say over 120 60. plus. <laughs> if, 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 if it's what we think it should <laughs> yeah. be. Um, that's it for the Around the Ground. Oh, where do we start? Where do we start? Well, I think, why don't we do this? Why don't we just pick three negatives or three areas well, of improvement that we want to address first. I feel like if we just have a more just genuine discussion. I'm with Jules. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to wrap But what I want to start with this with is Cassano's calculations this week to start the review. All right, so... Because Jules, did he not bring up a couple of very good stats before before we started? Yeah, very good. So I reckon I reckon we go with Cassano's calcs to kick us so, off. So... I'm looking purely based on efficiency, okay? And I know, Daniel, you're talking about in terms of our pressure compared to their pressure. In terms of the game, if you go back into it, I feel like as if the pressure was there or thereabouts. Very similar on both teams, okay? Now, even though obviously it can be improved on our end, okay? But if you look at it about the efficiency inside 50, okay? And you look at that efficiency not only inside 50, but you look at the efficiency... Um, around the ground in terms of trying to get the ball in our forward 50, okay, as well. But purely inside 50, so I'm talking about turnovers and stuff like that leading towards shots. Now, Port Adelaide had 48 for 27 shots. So they were going in and having a shot at 56%. On ours, we went in 57 times, all right? So that's an extra nine times for 27 shots. So, so same amount of shots, yeah. So 47%. That was our efficiency. 47% efficiency inside 50. Inside 50. Shots on goal. Now, yep, for shots on goal. Now, our... Now, I think we'll have a chat to, to Reese. okay? So one of our mates as well. So a bit, a bit of a shout out to Reese. if I'm, I can assure He's you, you you're going to be listening. He'll be listening. So you said our efficiency, so in terms of our connection, going inside 450 was good. Now, in some times, it was. Okay? But... When there's a time, okay, when there's a time where we're turning the ball over. Now, this happened, I reckon, half a dozen, if not more than half a dozen times, okay, where it should lead to a shot on goal because they've turned the ball over forward of our center. Yep. Okay? It's a goal. It has to be a goal. The amount of times where that happened, okay, and we didn't convert, it's actually, it's about not just disappointing, okay, it shouldn't happen. It, yeah, needs to be probably, a, it needs to be a shot on goal. Some of them didn't even lead to a shot on goal. Yeah. And it's probably the... Well, they like did. What you, like they what, did. Well, I, I'm going to put it to you this way, right? That there is probably the biggest disappointment from the game because I, I'm, I'm going to read the match report, all right? I'm, I'm going to read off the final score lines, all right? It was Carlton, 9 goals, 14, 68, to Port Adelaide, 15 goals, 6, 96. Boys, mm. we had 23 shots on goal. They had 21. Now... Well, you in about, terms of converting. Yeah, in terms of converting. In terms of but converting, boys, well, that stat there is dictated by two things. Yeah. First of all, the skill and decision-making of the person with the 100%. ball. Yep. Yes, number one. And the movement of the full forward. Yeah, agree. All right? The movement me, of our forwards. Let me so, just, if the movement of our forwards is shit, that's going to affect the efficiency, isn't it? Oh, oh, of regardless if the kick was spot on, like that Mackay, where Mackay was running away from the ball. Yeah. You, you, you remember he that? He did it four times. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. even times, for example, the type of kick as well, the type of entry, whether it needs to be flat, whether it needs to be high, whether it needs to be away from the from Alirio. The amount of times that he was intercepting was ridiculous. Yeah, we made Alirio look like a god. You know? like, like we do with Darcy Moore. We put it on his head, right? Let me let me just finish off the match reports. Like I said, Port Adelaide 96, Carlton 68. The goals for Carlton came from Pitnett, Nunes, Cottrell, McGovern, Mackay, Walsh, Fogarty, one each, and Caswell, two. Um, for Port Adelaide, the goals were Rosie, Woodcock, Amon, Marshall, Lysette, one each, Dixon and Fantasia, two each, and Georgiades and Gray, three each. And it- for me, like I said, we had twenty. We had our chance at scoring shots, right? But for me, I feel like their scoring shots and their opportunities were better opportunities than what we ever gave ourselves. Their set shots, in terms of where they were kicking them from and where their goals were from, from un- on the run, under, not under pressure versus under pressure. Why is that? We weren't giving ourselves the, the same opportunities and the same looks that they were getting. So regardless of having 23 shots on goal, half of them were terrible. 
Half of them were goals that you actually wouldn't expect to come. Port Adelaide's every single time were kickable. And this comes from efficiency going inside 50. And, and like, had, but, times where Gray was kicking it from the boundary and stuff. It happened like four or five times but, in their place. No, but the, but the majority of them is what I'm saying is it was to a lead up forward and they were kicking it from 45 metres out on a 45 degree angle. A lot like, of the issue, could, like could, what Jules is saying. I could name about four or five chances us where it should have been a goal. For us or for yeah, them? For, for us. us, 100%. Yeah. Oh, there's a no, no, you didn't actually. Do you want to get into that? I know you didn't. You've got two of them this week. Done. Let's go, I know you didn't. Because you're talking about scoring shots that we should have nailed. Yeah, 100%. What's your first one? So, I know you didn't score the goal, Patrick Cripps. Because you didn't. Yeah. You're 20 metres out, mate. He's got to nail it. That is a yeah. crucial moment. Yeah, they actually, and boys, they just scored directly from that miss. Yeah, 100%. You know? That's it. That's actually scored. We actually called it. 12-point turnaround. Yeah, yeah, 12. It was that, and I think I think the, the uh, uh, moment earlier was Casbolt missing. Casbolt missed as well. Both yeah. of those misses, which were clear goals but in my mind. In terms of Crips, okay, I've got to stay composed here. Last year, okay, biggest plight on his game was his goal kicking. He, he literally cost us games because he couldn't nail them from 20 metres out directly in front. I thought he was past it. He looked like earlier this season that those yips were gone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. From 25 metres out directly in front, in at, at a stage where it's in the balance, first quarter, you can give yourself a bit of momentum. As a captain, you nail that fucking goal so, every time. I was yes there. Yes or no? 100%. I was That's there. Part of the I, was, I was there an hour before. So I actually saw them in their warm-up. Now, I saw the likes of Mackay and Cripps taking set shots on a consistent basis. Like, literally, that while they were out there, that's all they did. Mm-hmm. For I'm not, I'm not talking about five or ten minutes. It was half an hour. Now, Mackay, during that time, he wasn't going around the um around the body. He didn't go around the body yeah. last night. So, so, no, good. He, so he wasn't. Thanks, Mackay, for listening so he, to So he did us. it. He's, he was training a pre-game. Cripps, same thing. He wasn't directly in front 20 metres out, but slight angle. He was practicing. He was nailing every single one. Now... It's fine enough to go and do it where there's no one on the mark training it like that. Mate, in terms of training, I don't know if they do, but I'd like to go and see a training session at Carlton compared to Richmond in terms of the intensity and intent that they have in training. Because if you don't train it at a match intensity, okay, or a match sort of environment, or even further, then what's the point in doing it? You need to be comfortable, more comfortable in a game than when you are at a training session. It's that simple. Hey, on that... I was listening to Teague's presser and they're talking about Walsh and how he's always consistent. He's always carrying us in a way. Yeah. And Teague always says, you should see the way he trains. I have no doubt that guy there is busting his ass. What are other players doing? Yeah. What are, if he's always commenting on Walsh's preparation and work rate in training, where are the others at? 100%. Where so are the others at? You had another... Another I know you didn't. didn't, and I want to go into it because we're talking about. Pre- this one's going to lead. Want, this this yeah. I know you didn't is going to lead into Jules's stats. Well, no, 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 Jules has already done his stats. It's more. It's not about that. It's about. It's related so, to his. Is stats. this pressure? No, it's going to be. Oh no, you didn't hit a target because they didn't. Yeah, and this is why I wanted to go there because I want to talk about. You're talking about training and the intensity of training and how that translates on game day. If you're not hitting targets at training, you're not going to hit targets in the match. And well, I promise you, I promise you, the pressure applied in training... Hold on, hold on. The pressure that they're applying in training isn't the same as on game day if they are hitting targets at training because what I saw last night was child's play. Cripper's incident, a uh, Cripper's miss, that, that's something psychological. Yeah, that's oh, all psychological. That's but, not that, psychological. But it's not psychological in terms of... It's the confidence. It's psychological because... In his particularly obviously on in his early career and obviously in the last couple of years, that's been his his downfall. Yeah, his goal kicking. Like like we said, that that is hundred percent psychological for Crips. That was the first. I know you didn't. The second one, I know you didn't hit a target. It relates to those inside fifties we were talking about. Hold before. on, I've because, got the solution. Okay. Oh, I just thought of it. To fix Cripps' kicking, go. We'll have him there, twenty out. Us three with megaphones. Blasting him. Blasting him. So it's like he's at the game? Yeah. Bang. Do you know what was funny? Uh, Actually, before we do move on to the kicking inside 50, right? Do you know what was funny? I don't know if it was just me or if it's just my memory failing me, thinking back to it. But when he marked it there, did you guys feel like there was a murmur around the crowd? He didn't mark it. He didn't mark it. Sorry, when it was a free kick. Fine. When he got the free kick, when he got the free kick and he was 20 minutes out, did you actually... I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. Was there a bit of a murmur around the crowd like, oh, fuck. <laughs> everyone, everyone around us, man. This is that range. No one like, could look. Yeah. 
It actually was. Everyone so, was hoping it was Gusky. All of us, all of us are feeling that. Imagine how he's feeling in that spot where he knows he's most. most I feel like yeah. as if he knows that everyone's thinking he that. He does. He does. I'm he would. All psychological. Now moving on to the second one: skill errors and decision making going forward. Okay, we last night. Stop. We looked like under 14s moving the ball. We couldn't string two kicks together no. to save our fucking lives, man. It's interesting, yeah, because do you reckon the likes of Wines, for example, he's going to try kick the ball on a 45 as a bullet? No, do you reckon he, he would, knows he's do, wrong. Do you reckon he would try that? No, no he, he wouldn't. Wrong. All right, so do you reckon Kerno should try that? No. Or Jones should try that? No. But they do. The, the issue just, yeah. is everyone tries to overcomplicate it. Williams, for example, overcomplicate I love, all of his touches. I love that Teague has given this group the confidence to just take the game on. I love that he's. I actually love that he's done it, but at the same time, know your role, yeah. know your limitations as a player. Not everyone is going to be a Dustin Martin. Not everyone is going to be an Eddie Betts, right? In those positions, just know your role and execute. Last night, I saw the wrong players trying to hit the wrong plays too often. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Williams going inside fifty. Why are you trying to dance around players when you can just hit up a leading forward? Three times, yeah, man. It, happened, it, it happens quite a few times. Along with the issue of our ball use and decision-making and efficiency inside 50, our transition and effort when we turn the ball over is non-existent. I feel like last night, yeah, and I actually said it to you guys, I feel like we went back in time three years to the Carlton of three years ago. And speaking of which... A reading from the book of Judd, chapter 47, page 287. By the middle of 2012, I felt a little as if an avalanche was coming down on me. The team, instead of improving as I had expected and hoped, was deteriorating. So was I. Age was beginning to catch up with me. Both of these events were to a large extent out of my control. I needed something that gave me back a bit of control a new skill, something at which I might improve over time. So I took up chess. Peace be with you. This this man is <laughs> that He relates to all did the episodes. episodes. No, I, need actually, to, I, need, I need you to confirm. Before the show, did I not open up to this page randomly and read the first no, sentence? No, we promise. Yeah, promise. We and promise. did it promise. not relate to what we were talking yeah. about just prior? Yeah. Every time we've opened that book, it has been related so to So this is what I'm saying. Episodes. Last night, okay, it's in Judd's book. He's telling us. He's telling us. I don't need to tell you. He's telling us. I felt like... Last night was supposed to be the night that we went, we've improved over the last three years. Yeah. We, we beat Port Adelaide convincingly. Instead, I genuinely felt like, I said it to Terry, we tried to hit up Michael Givens as a lead-up forward. Do you know when we last saw that? Under Bolton, Bolton against Gold Coast when they kicked that goal late, Jack Bowes. And that was the game where it was like, how fucking frustrating we is this? We need to give every player the book, Judd. Yeah. Read it. I genuinely felt like should, I was in the top. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely felt All like... 44 players. Is it 44 on the list still? I don't know. I genuinely felt like I was in a time warp last night yeah. watching what I was watching. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to talk about positives. But can I touch but on... But fuck, can, man. Oh yeah, can you let me touch on the transition yeah. and the effort? And then, because the, partly the reason why they were so efficient inside 50 was because of the pressure. And I'm not talking about pressure in a contested... Yeah, scenario. so we spoke about this before. We spoke about this. We won the contested possessions. Correct. Well, we won the tackles. And we won the tackles. We won the entire 50s. We won the clearances. So our contested game was actually really good. You're talking about on the spread. Yes. And the uncontested Correct. game. Because Todd Marshall would come up and the ball in there would be perfect. He'd mark it. Goal. Georgiatis, the same. Every time we turned the ball over, there was no pressure on my the ball question, carrier. My question there was no you, pressure on the ball carrier. My question to you is... So, I think we spoke about it before, and in terms of um, soccer, in terms of the way we play soccer, and I'm assuming it'd be very similar, if not the same, in AFL football, mm -hmm. okay? Where we set up for, it's called rest defense, okay? So, we set up defensively, you even when, even you when we have the yeah. ball, we're setting up defensively knowing where potentially the ball could go where their players are, who should be marking who, and, space, and, and that doesn't mean I agree. Like that. Defending now, I, I just feel, I just feel as though our 
our mi- majority of our midfield, when we turn the ball over, go no, one pace. Jones, flat footed. Go Jones, yeah, Weeders, Doc, Plowman, work it out. Yeah, and I work agree with that. But when you got the likes of, when you got the likes of, you might disagree. Hopefully, you do. How about that for a comment? He wants the argument. So, Go. the likes of Kerno, there was one There was one centre bounce, okay, where we had the likes of Kerno. Yeah, yeah, I remember you pointing this out. Kerno, Cripps, Kennedy, and Kennedy in the midfield. Oh, you said How this. slow It's is too that? slow. Yeah. You can't have that. And I think oh, they, they had, had, and they had, they had, they had. That's the spread. But right is there. that not oh, half oh, the oh. issue? Is that yeah, not half the issue? Why uncontested, these guys were hitting up their forwards with ease? At the same centre bounce, I believe they had Boak, Wines, and maybe Gray. And Gray was that burst player. He, he wasn't needs- waiting to get in and up. Like, Kennedy's not bursting away from a stoppage. Cripps isn't bursting away from a stoppage. Kerno's not bursting away. If they win the hit out in that sense, they've already got Wines and Boke there ready to get their hands on the contestant. Be- and Robbie Gray's out. It can't be that hard to have one of the likes of Williams, Welsh, um, Williams, Welsh, Fogarty, Samo. Or, or Murphy, Samo. or Samo. In, in Williams, Williams for it? me, is not an inside midfielder. I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it last night. I've seen enough now. So that I like he, sh- he cannot be there. I like so, him. So I wait, like wait, him wait, 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 wait. So this is this is this is how it played out when we brought him to the club. All right, we promised him midfield time. We he tore the game open in that prelim. He's not assertive so, enough. Right, so hold on. Let me let me let me just let me just paint the picture. All right. We promised him midfield time and forward. We were saying he's going to play mid forward. You, I like him when he's. I think we all like him when he goes forward. He shows a little bit of spark. The midfield times are concerned for me now. Okay, we've only seen him in three games, so maybe we're not giving him enough benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just needs time to gel. Maybe he needs time to find his feet, and maybe he can be that player. But but Dan, but he's um he's a, a marquee player for us. He is correct. Why are we waiting for yeah. him? So are you serious. And this is what you said Come last on. night. And this is what you said last night. Play him to his strength. Start playing all our players to their strengths. Start playing. Majority of his career, I guarantee, he's played off halfback. Yes, so, without a doubt. And now we're Sorry. trying to say, oh, because you originally, as a what under thirteens, you played on ball. There's now we're going to put you there. Two. Play him off halfback. You know when he's when he's even on the wing or off halfback, he looks dangerous. He's got pace. He gets the ball inside fifty. Fantastic. He makes all the right options when he's there and it's contested. He's not there. So the likes of two things I feel like as if needs to happen. He can play in the midfield, but it's got to be 60-40, 70-30 split. Yep. And when I say that, it's got, it has to be 60-70 forward line, forward half. Yep. Okay? Fine. Because he'll have that pressure, that dynamic So you, dynamic still, want, you still want him forward, Jules? I still want him I want him forward of centre, yes. I think he still looks that, good forward as well. He actually looks better forward. That, because you know why? He's very good around the stoppage in the forward 50. So this is... Well, if, Harry, so, if, if Harry brings the ball to ground, that's where Williams can be very so effective. that or... Off the halfback. So this is where I'm at, okay? We've actually got three different opinions. Dan, you want him off halfback, predominantly. Yeah, yeah? yes. Jules, you want him forward, yeah, predominantly. Forward For me, I actually want him in the midfield, but do you know where I want him playing? I want him playing that Robbie Gray role. Don't go in and under. We've got Cripps, we've got Kerno, we've got Walsh that can all win the ball. Kennedy can win the ball in and under. Feed it to him on the outside. Yeah, First away from the stoppage. Because he's not. he doesn't need to be a contested player for us. This is just where we've got three. All of that, though, all of that, so all three different opinions, do you know what it says? That, that's consistent in all of that He's an outside player 100% So And when I'm saying that yeah. So put him on the and outside He should be He should be He should be That half forward that's, And that seventh midfielder That seventh midfielder Coming up to the contest yeah. And being on the outside Yeah Yeah. That, that's his position Yeah That's his position Or But going, even off or, the defensive side Or going deeper in. Or going deeper Exactly into, right into Even the, going um, deeper And then going into the middle Correct He's actually better there in the third, you know what happened? Quarter, he did then, that. Then instead of getting a midfielder on him, he's got a fucking defender on defender on him. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, he did that, and he looked. What defender's going to want to go up with him into the midfield? No, no they're going to be lost. I agree. That's what Dustin Martin does. Yeah, I agree. He loves it, That's and then he floats right. forward. He floats forward. He plays as like a as a number ten, like in soccer. He floats. Yeah. I agree. Floats, We're I agree. trying to give this guy. I'm not saying he's as good as Dustin Martin. No, he's not. No one here. No. Yeah. But he can play a similar role. Similar role. Yeah. Joe, Jules. I looked at the wrong person when I said both your names. <laughs> Fine. I actually looked at the wrong person. Anyway, we are giving this guy what he wants instead of playing to what he's good at. Yep. But not even that. It's for the team. For the yeah. team. Everyone needs to play their the role team. and know their limitations. Agree. For and do and play their part for their team. I think this is the thing. It's the benefit of the team. So let me paint the picture again. If you want to talk about playing for your team. Terry brought it up last night in the fan cams and whatnot and it's been brought up in his review. But I'm sorry, 
when Scott Lysett is belting the fuck out of pit net on the ground and no one is going to help your ruckman on your team, we're not playing as a team. We're not. We're playing yeah. for ourselves. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's not team. Team is, Scott Lysett is 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 in a scrap with Pitnet, and you've got eight players ripping, ripping Scott Lysett's shirt yeah. off him. We've got no mongrel. There's no aggression in this side. There's actually nothing. They looked as disinterested as they've ever looked. And what I'm going to say is, where does it start from? Do you know, this leads into well, my I said to you before, do you, know, do, you know, do you know when we have aggression? When everything's fucking going our way. So yeah, all, yeah, this exactly. Is, this, That's is what simple. this is what I'm going to say. Fuck that. Where does it start? No, no, stop. Where does it start from? Who sets the standards? Because for me, we spoke about this a few weeks ago about the coaching box. I see no emotion out of our coaching box. My point is, in our coaching staff, do we have mongrel at training to be nailing these players to say, we're setting the standards for you? Jules, you know this. You as a semi-professional athlete, where does the standard come from at training? Coaching staff. Thank you. Coaching they staff, set the tone. staff and leadership group. Yeah, but they set the tone. Except our under uh, 14s, 15s, 16s, where our coach went and watched Family Guy. <laughs> and we won the league three years in a row. Who used to coach us? Yeah. You? That was just freaking. But my point is, my point is, my point is, at training, your coaching staff sets the tone for the standard that needs to be set. I, I don't, from what I see on game day in the coaches' box, I spoke about it with players and what they show on game day. When I look at the coaching box on game day, it's too calm. It's too calm. I need to see Teague more assertive and make these players accountable. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I need to see Teague say, I'm the head coach here. If you don't fucking perform, see you later. Because I've got Stocker in my twos getting 38 touches. 38 touches and goal, 31 kicks. And by all reports, I haven't seen any highlights. I can't wait until they come out. But apparently he was clean as fuck. I put, we put up a post yesterday about your thoughts on the game. We're going to read every comment. I actually can't. We got inundated with comments. There's too many here. Like we'll be. Hey, yeah. you said it. You got to give it to him now. We'll be here for an hour. Nah, you said it to the fans. You got to give it now. All right, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to roll through this then. Oh, word. All right, let me just roll through it. At Matt Fashini, so far off the mark, way too many passengers. At Helena Petru, embarrassed after performances like that. Um, performances like that are genuinely beyond me. They played how we expected, just not how we hoped. Zeke Murley, time for top-down review. All coaching staff should be on notice. Yep. We've covered all these points. At Slippery Fish, Cripps missing in the first quarter. At Riz Rice Reese, Kane Corns tipped us and we lost. That's how much of a joke we are at the moment. <laughs> at Terrence, he gave us a spray, apparently, Kane Corns. He did. Yeah. At Terence Stella, my dead grandmother could catch a better chess mark than Doc. At Ty Flavel, question marks now over Plowman, Dow, SPS Williamson. I think that's fair. At William Tromph. Will we ever take the next step? Genuinely don't know. At JJ Erdl 7 is it time to give the kids a run next weekend um, again in round 7? Potentially, and we'll talk about that in the preview. Um, at 42 Flux, is it time to start looking for a coach with a bit of ruthlessness? Oh, I reckon I reckon we're close. If, if we put up that performance again against Brisbane, especially Essendon, Essendon's where the pressure's going to come Yeah. in two weeks. Essendon is where that pressure comes on the coaching staff if we can't win that game. Um, at Medi Bem, when the pressure is on, we fall apart. Our skills are atrocious, heartbreaking. At Timmy Gregory, Cripps must stop trying to be Superman. How bad is our goal kicking? At Riley Mitchell, imagine our club without Walsh. If we can't beat a top side, we simply do not deserve finals. Absolutely spot on. At Curtis Diorio, middle of the road team can't win flags by kicking it long every time. Levi got to go. He's so lazy. At Gonza, Jesus Christ, at the corner right now, thinking, why the hell was I confident? We're a joke. Um, at Saad, Saad1172, why do people say we need a new assistant coach? Um, why do we need them anyway? I don't really agree with that comment. At Elias Yaka, no intent, was a mix playing was a mix playing good opponent opponent and us playing terrible. At Swoop Luke, not so high and mighty now. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> we got a little battle with Swoop Luke, don't we? <laughs> we have it here. At Sam Wilmot, our list is stacked with talent. Too bad they aren't built for the modern game. At Alexander Lada, is it okay to give up on this club? Absolutely not. At Lay 11, we played like shit, but those scoring shots tell a story. Need to do better in our 50 and convert. Jules? Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Spot agree. on. At Silv Casano, Jules' dad. <laughs> what do you say? We need a whole coaching clean out. <laughs> How Fair blunt enough. is he? Fair enough. At Archie Tepper 9, had more clearances in inside 50s and still got smashed. At Hunt underscore Joel, played so bad, but can't be too mad. We only lost to, by 28 to Port. I don't like that comment. No, do I. Because there's no excuses this year. I'm no. sorry, Joel. I can't agree there. At Carlton underscore dot FC, what's happened to Williamson? I genuinely don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's not yeah, at the he's races. He's not at the races this year. So thank you, everyone. All. Thank you, everyone, for your thoughts. They are genuinely in line with everything that we've said. Boys. Positives. Positives. Before we get into votes. All right. I've got, I've got a few. You're going to go? Mitch McGovern. 
How good was it seeing back? I don't. I, there's going to be a lot. There's, uh, there's a few people are saying that he added nothing. I'm sorry. He had his moments. And he actually gave us something up forward. He had it. Like he's got spark. You said, and we can all agree, he's got a brain. He's got a football, football brain. We need yeah. to use him more. Absolutely. We need to learn. We need to learn. Yeah. How to utilize these kinds of players. Yeah, and and play to his strengths. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest positive for me out of that game was Eddie Betts. Yep. Yep. Eddie Betts. At 35 years old or whatever he is, he looks like our most lively forward. Forward, yeah. And that's... that's, that's he that's, actually looked like he wanted to be there. It's unreal to see, but it's also a concern because what sort of standards are being set around yeah. him if you're not matching that? Yeah. The way he brings other players into the game, that kick from the forward pocket... Um, he did it twice. Um, but even create like pressure. Even, even create pressure. pressure. Was, it was phenomenal. It's the pressure that he creates. The other two are forward, and we speak about them every week. Yeah. Lockie Fogarty and Michael Gibbons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You said last night we had 14 of them... We'd win I every said, game. If we fill up our team of those two, we'd win every they're game. They're pretty intent. Yeah. And they're pretty clean. Intent, effort, clean. I don't know. For me, they are the most, the two, apart, along with Walsh and Weeders, well, most actually, consistent performers. That was my last That was my last one that I was going to say. Where would we be without Sam Walsh and Jacob Weedering right now? Where would we be? I was actually scared for Weedering last night. Yeah, he looked, yeah. He looked bad. He looked, he looked yeah. groggy. He looked, bad. He looked but, groggy. But you know what? He came back out. 100%. Oh, 100%. Teague actually didn't expect him to go back out. You no, know that? No, Paddy no. was getting ready to come on. Yeah. Weeder said, if I pass the test, I'm out there. I don't care. When I see Jacob Weedering, a leader yeah. of this club, a yeah. leader, cop a knock like that, pass the concussion test and go, I'm getting back out there and do the job that he did in the last quarter and play to the very end, that's what I want to see from our leadership yeah. group. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Great. Where will we be without Walsh and Weedering? Seriously. Walsh is phenomenal. He's I can't wait. Different. I can't wait to see what he does in another two, three years. <laughs> He's he hasn't different. missed the gap since debut. Because you know the thing is, no, he's, he's missed one. He hasn't. Sure. I'm pretty sure he, he hasn't. Is. You sure? He hasn't. Check it. He hasn't. I'll put in the rest of my fines today. Um, but in saying that, if he just adds a little bit more like forward craft and stuff like that, yeah. in terms of his that, that kind of ability and bit, probably a bit more breakaway and hitting up targets, he's gonna be to, unstoppable. To like, be fair to the kid though, he wouldn't brown loan. Jules, to be fair to the kid, he's probably got he's got that, but he just can't do it because he's doing everything else. Yeah, yeah, potentially. <laughs> he's actually yeah. doing everything else. He can't extract and do that. Hey, yeah, potentially. <laughs> Hasn't missed a game since debut. I just checked it. Jules, hey, you know. put the rest. I just of checked it. I just checked it. I checked his stats. I checked his consecutive games. He's played forty-five games straight since debut. Put two fines in. Two. No, one. He gets one. No one. For what? Because you. Because you, you're wrong with the fact. But you, 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 didn't, you didn't back Updated. me in. You didn't back me in. Boys, that's enough. Review of Brisbane. No. Yes. Vote. Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fine for Dan. That's 10 for Dan. Fine update. Jules is on 13. I'm on 11 and Dan's on 10. So end of season trips being split pretty equally at the moment. Votes. Who wants to start? I'll start. I gave one. You spoke about him before, Dan. Eddie Betts. Three goal assists, 12 disposals, looked lively, set up players. Actually looked like he wanted to be in the contest. So one vote for Eddie for me. I gave two to Jacob Wietering. Spoke about him as well. So I don't need to go there anymore. And Sam Walsh, three votes this week for me. Yeah. Dan, what'd you have? I had uh, three for Walsh. No, another fine, man. We don't start from three. Oh, I do that every week. <laughs> we start from one, man. All right. So I had one for Saad. I thought it was really good um, in and amongst a lot of shit. 18 touches. 18 touches. And very good. up going forward. And his ball use was very good. Yeah. Um, then I've got two for Weeders and three for Walsh. Uh, Fogarty, I got one. Um, I feel like as if he was consistent. Effort. Right? And effort, and purely based on effort. Um, obviously converted a goal. Weedering, what can I say? Just influential down back in terms of organisation with two. Um, and Walsh, three. Well, well gave Walsh and Weedering yeah. three well, and two. What can you say? Yeah. Three and two. Three. So the update on the leaderboard, Sam Walsh on 7.7 votes after round five in, uh, round five in first place. Jacob Weedering on 4.7 votes and Harry Mackay on four votes in third place as your top three. So, boys... I think that was a pretty honest review. I think that was an honest review. I think we did well there to keep it balanced. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look defeated, Dan. I am. <laughs> Me and Jules are up and about. You look defeated. I'll be up and about Thursday.
let's let's preview round six against uh, against the Lions. What are we thinking? So time and day next week, Saturday, twenty fourth of April, four thirty five p.m. at Marvel Stadium against the Brisbane Lions. Positive. It's at Marvel. Yep. Negative. Those players are back at Brisbane. Yeah. The so what, how, how's our luck that come the week before we're going to play him, Neil's back in form. Is had, that, 30, had a is that 38 touches? Yeah. Kicked Lions, is, Lions getting possession. Yeah, you got Danaher's it. kicking goals. Yeah. Hipwood's kicking goals. So I'll put it this way. Can't they wait. Have, so you've got Neil, Lions, McCluggage and Rich. Wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Neil, Lions, McCluggage and Rich all had 30 plus. Yeah. So that's number McCluggage, one. McCluggage, that's another one. Yeah. Good player. Number two. Their spread of goal kickers. You had the likes of Hipwood, Dano, and McStay, all talls, kicking multiple goals. And then you had McCarthy and Cameron obviously chipping in too. Yeah, they're yeah. dangerous. Uh, they're, Boys, of course they're dangerous. Of course they're dangerous. Their forward line's more potent I'm gonna say, than ever. So. I'm going to say that everything we spoke about, all right, they need to bring. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be Port Adelaide 2.0. Yeah. I feel like as if we need to have a bit of a restructure in terms of the way our, our some of the players are positioned. And let's and that leads to what we spoke about in the review because yeah. let's talk about what we would like to see. Teague, if you were listening, which you are, which you are, I know you always, always listen. You know, we right would like the to see the president listens to yeah, us. Yeah, Mark Ludwig. As I don't know, probably does. <laughs> as a Dave, Dave collective, as a collective, we would like to see. Mark Murphy, out. out. Tom Williamson, Williamson, out. Zach Williams, off half back. Stocker comes in. in. Yep. And Cunningham comes, comes in. in. Yep. Yep, half forward. With Sam Petrovsky seaton off, yeah, off half forward as well. Now... This all ties in to, again, I don't know how many times we've spoken about this already this season at round five. Play players in their fucking Play position. Play to their strengths. Play them in their position, please. Sam petrevsky seaton was drafted as a mid-forward. David Cunningham was drafted as a mid-forward. Zach Williams made his name off a half-back. Play players in their position. And our matchups will make sense. They'll actually make sense. Imagine that, like, our runoff halfback. This is Stop what I'm talking about, man. And you know what it does? It frees up Doc to intercept. Yeah. And not have to take the ball and run. He can actually get back to what he knows and what he built his game off. Intercepting. Yeah. Cunningham coming in brings another element of forward pressure. Yeah. Yes. And speed. Okay? Pace. Speed run. Pace. Pace kills. 100% Correct. Times. And then Stocker coming in brings Mongrel. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. He, he has intent. Yeah. He loves the body. Yeah. That's, that's, genuinely done. that's the review done. <laughs> review, but it's a preview. Preview. It's turning out a shit week. <laughs> Look, next week, Brisbane, we're two and three. Okay? They're coming to Marvel. We're not traveling up there. That's a positive. Okay? We've beaten them at Marvel in recent years. Yeah, have we not? Yes. Don't care where they are on the ladder. Don't care what sort of form they're in. Show up, bring effort, play players in their positions. We've got a chance. Yeah? Yes. Simple as that. Do you agree? Execute. Yes. Does Ed Kerno play? Yeah. Because yeah. for me, what I saw last night, it looks like the game's passed him. I feel like as if he brings it in terms of his intent. Why does he play? Just that experienced head that yeah. I, We've got five thirty plus year olds in our side last night, man. Do we need it? Seriously, do we need it? Do we? I feel like as if one or two potentially will come out even before the end of the year. Well, when you got players like Cunningham, Stocker, Corey Durden, Sam Ramsey knocking down the door in the VFL. We said it. We said it before the season. Are they really Mark not- Murphy can't just walk to three hundred games. No, are they, are they really knocking down the they door? Are. Ramsey is apparently tearing up the track, from what I've heard. Tearing it up. Don't give me that look. He's tearing it up. Do you see his numbers? Yesterday, see his numbers the week before. Huh. Against who? Some he, WR he ga- I don't care about numbers as well because you know what? Doherty got twenty-five touches, but he missed two crucial marks. Exactly. That scored got from. Oh yeah. No, but you're Thanks, right. Doc. But you're right. Scored against. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Exactly right. You're talking about you're numbers. Right. It doesn't matter. I don't numbers. care who's Sam in. Sam Ramsey's a jet. He puts pressure. He applies pressure. Yeah, like, sure. all right, you know what? Jules all about numbers. Cottrell's out outside next week. No, he's not. Oh, well, sorry. His, stats, had, his, stat, his stats show he has shows pressure. Fine. No, wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not copying. Jules goes straight to the fine. No, he just wants us to catch him. I'm not copying a fine. Boys, come on. It's not just about numbers. There's players knocking down the door in the VFL. Murphy can't walk to 300 games. Curdo so, can't just walk into the side every week from now on. You just so can't. Who comes out then? I'm just asking. Got, the que- I'm just asking the question on whether or not yeah, but he needs to be there. If you can't just say, "Oh, these so players me, need to come out," on. but these net players need to come out, and yeah, this person I, may I think or at may the not. Moment, you need to give us um, a bit of knowledge about who should come in. So for me, okay, if Curdo were to come out, mm-hmm. unless he plays a tagging role on Neil next week and just nullifies him. Which I'm, I'm comfortable with. That's what with. I was going to say. It depends think, on what his role... If his role is going to be to tag Neil, well, then you have would. him there. Okay. If it's not... Whether he can execute that, and if he can't execute, not yeah. If it's not, or if he can't execute, he comes out and you bring in a Sam Ramsey or a Corey Durden to go forward and apply the pressure that we need. Corey Durden, I can't describe the pace on this kid and the pressure he brings. I actually can't. You know this. I've seen it. He's lightning, man. And we need pressure up forward. We need someone that can crumb a pack. And he's just there, knocking down the door. Yeah, I'll keep knocking down the door on the VFL. The other thing is, yeah, with a small forward position, you can have, okay, an 18, 19-year-old playing that position, no problem. As long as they have the intent to apply pressure. And he does have the intent. That's it. He does have the intent. He does have the intent. Because if you kick goal and whatever... All right, all good and well, but it's the intent and pressure, particularly the way we but play. With Fogarty, what with, we need. Because you know, Fogarty, you know who does with it? Fogarty, Gibbons, with Fogarty, Gibbons, and Cunningham, does he does he need to be there? Yes, because you know who does it. Do you know who did it with their kids this year? Who? Sydney, Errol Goulden, Chad Warner, Sam Wicks, Tom Papley, all play small if they need to, and they bring heat at ground level. When you've got Corey Durden roving packs like last, like he did in the VFL yesterday, I've seen highlights already. Kid is electric. Bring him in. Match predictions, then we're done for next week. What do you got? Brisbane by 10. Goals. Points. Oh. Brisbane by no. 25. Another, Goals. Another, <laughs> another honourable loss. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm saying Brisbane by about 25 as well. Four goals. Yeah. Honourable. Yeah, it will be. It'll be one of those ones where we're close, but then they might kick away late. There'll or in front. Right, there'll be a four-goal We'll be there or thereabouts yeah. by third quarter. I hate being negative to finish off the show, and we're not usually, but you know what? Reality is reality now. We're not going to be prison next week if we, if we show up like we did last night. Yeah. I'll put it this way. If we're there next week, and they show intent for three, four quarters, whatever it is, or sorry, not three quarters, for four quarters, I'm going to walk away happy, okay? But it needs to happen. The intent needs to be there, so then they get the crowd involved. Last night, the crowd was not involved whatsoever. anyone listening, I don't blame you if you don't come next week. I've always been a big supporter of getting around the boys, but next week, if you don't come, I actually don't blame you. I don't. We've given enough to this club. If they show show what they did again last night, I may not go. I've been for the last three years straight. But you know what, boys? But you know what, boys? Let's get around the boys, yeah? Yeah, yeah!